is tough, rewarding, fun, hectic, and everything in between. And every Monday, it starts all over again. This is a podcast for moms by a mom, where we'll discuss everything from parenting to families, entertainment to health and fitness, and much more. Welcome to Monday Moms with your host, Tara Gray. Welcome to Monday Moms. Thank you for joining me today. I'm your host, Tara Gray. Mother's Day is approaching and we're all hoping for good weather. Joining me now is Pam. She is with Henrico Recreation and Parks. Welcome, Pam. Thank you for taking some time to talk to us today. Hi, thank you for having me. Henrico County has many parks, whether you want to go for a walk or have a picnic, fish, or take your dog out for the day. There are some rules when visiting the parks, so let's go ahead and get the rules out of the way, and then we can get to the fun stuff. Sure. So we do have a variety of parks spread throughout Henrico County from east to west. All of our parks are open from dawn to dusk daily. So that's 365 days a year that people can come out and enjoy the great outdoors. In a normal season, the biggest thing when visiting our parks is just to respect the park environment, the park features, and of course the other guests. Highlighting just a few things to remember when you come out that dogs are always welcome, but they must be on a leash. Right. We discourage people from feeding wildlife or the animals that we have um, within the park. And then just some of the more specific rules are in areas such as our dog parks or our spray parks. We have a few things posted on the outside gates just to keep everybody safe and happy and can enjoy their time. That sounds good. I know there are various spots in the parks that allows fishing. Obviously, there are guidelines for fishing spots. If you just want to share a little bit about the rules to um, to kind of keep in mind if you wanted to go out and go fishing. We do have several sites that have water features, whether that's a pond or a lake. And we actually have two sites that are on the James River as well. So if you're going to fish in any of the county parks, you just have to remember that you do need a valid state fishing license and to abide by any of the rules that have been established by Virginia's fishing, fishing um, department. The Virginia Department of Game and Inland Fisheries has that information, and they actually help stock some of our ponds. So they help out and bring, they do that throughout the state, including some of our parks. And just a few that you could come visit would be Deep Bottom, Deep Run, Echo Lake, Crump Park, Osborne, Three Lakes, and Tuckahoe Creek. Wow, that's a pretty good list. I have my favorites, but I'm not going to mention what they are. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I would like you to share some, maybe some history of the parks, maybe the oldest park, what is the largest park, any fun facts like that. Sure. So the first thing I have to mention, because we're just coming off of celebrating, is we celebrated our 50th anniversary in 2019. And this wow. anniversary was as an official county agency, an official recreation and parks uh, department. And we're still going strong, still looking forward to the future. Now, we did start with recreation. We had recreational activities 
on a small basis before we ever had parks. That's actually why we are Henrico Recreation and Parks versus Parks and Recreation. Um, our recreation activities came first. So the parks we were, were later. Interesting. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. They, uh, the recreation activities started out maybe on some ball fields or school property or open spaces, working with schools, uh, just to keep people out and active. We were fortunate to open our very first park in the late seventies. Uh, and that first park we ever opened is Cheswick Park. Oh, okay. That's the oldest park then. That is the oldest park, the very first one that we opened. Uh, playground, shelters, a lot of nature trails are out at Cheswick. Um, nice scenic place to go visit. Interesting. And the largest park, do you happen to know what park in Henrico County is the biggest? I'm going to mention two. One is in the east end and one is the west. Uh, largest parks, which in turn have the most visitors, are Deep Run Park that's in the West End, and okay. Dory Park that's in the East End. They each have a lot of property, a variety of amenities and features, um, just great places to visit. If you haven't been to either one, I encourage people to definitely go to those two parks for sure. They are. I agree. You can almost kind of safely get lost there. You, you almost kind of forget <laughs> that you're in a park and you, you know, you get that sense of freedom that you get when you're out in the, in the, you know, out in the, forest exploring and you really forget that you're at Henrico County Park. Well, that's how I feel when I visit the parks anyways. I think that's how you're supposed to feel, right? <laughs> I think so. You want to embrace being in nature and you're not surrounded by houses and businesses right, and traffic. Right. You're, you're enjoying nature. So how many parks does Henrico County have? Oh, goodness. We have... Put you no, on the we spot have there? <laughs> well, we have a variety of parks. We have everything from a playground that might sit on a neighborhood, uh, small okay. piece of property to up to deep run and dory. There's more than 50. I think we count around 60 some sites that we maintain and operate. Um, so yeah, that number kind of varies depending on how you look at it, but there are right. a lot. <laughs> there are. So I guess as far as any one of the parks in the county, Fun facts uh, about the park, maybe um, some just little, uh, I don't know, Im important fun facts that residents may not know that they may find interesting. Well, we do have a few unique sites. I call them some of our attractions, and some are even hidden gems that people don't know about, such as if you go out to Crump Park, you're also on the same property as Meadow Farm Museum, which has a historic farmhouse. We do tours out there as well, and it's a operating farm. It has animals and plants uh, and vegetation. You can walk around and see all of those things on a regular basis. And then the I'm other familiar. place. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Crown yeah, Park, Meadow park. Farm, Hotspot in Glen Allen. The other one that is lesser known to some people is Three Lakes Park, which has three lakes on the property as it's appropriately it's great. named. Yes. I also love that and park. <laughs> <laughs> there's a nature center at Three Lakes that you can go inside and see displays about animals and wildlife, vegetation, um, educational experiences, interactive activities, displays, and a small aquarium too that you can see uh, who's living in in those lakes that are out there. It's really nice. It's uh, My family has been to that park 
I can't even tell you how many times, but every time we go out there, the walking trail always makes me, it makes me want to go camping <laughs> just because it has the hills and, and it's, yeah. it is, it's nice. And the nature, the nature center in there is really nice. And also if you're there on one of our horribly humid summer days, it's a good spot to go inside for a few minutes and get some air conditioning. <laughs> Yes, added bonus. <laughs> it is, yeah. So how have the parks changed during the pandemic? Obviously, they have. So how have they had to adjust? We have had to make quite a few changes uh, in this uncertain time that we're in. We are grateful that the great outdoors and nature is still an area that people can enjoy and are encouraged to enjoy, to get outside, to get fresh air, to get some exercise. So we're grateful for that. We're grateful that we can keep our parks open for those right. purposes. Uh, folks can come out and enjoy the trails, the open spaces, and just enjoy nature, get outside, and really, you know, almost take a mental break from being cooped up in the house. For sure. Yes, I agree with that. So I guess no. the only thing that has really changed, obviously, would be, I guess you're going to speak on that, probably the playgrounds and the shelters um, and, you know, renting out um, the buildings and venues. Yes, absolutely. When places started to shut down, the first thing we closed, of course, were our buildings. So the recreation centers, the nature center, the museums. All of those were closed first and we needed to cancel our activities because that was large groups of people. And right. the parks, we gradually had to close things down as we were uh, provided guidance from other agencies and the CDC and also following the executive orders from the governors. So right now you can visit a park, but we have closed playgrounds, restrooms, the shelters, our dog parks. And then our pickleball courts and tennis courts. These are just high traffic areas that are hard to keep thoroughly cleaned on a regular basis. And we also found out that some of the surfaces can hold on to that virus for several days. And we just don't want people to run the risk of getting sick based on materials or items in the park. Right. Understood. I think that's Probably, um, you know, everyone would understand that. So looking toward the future, is there any type of timeline that as far as the parks operating on a normal schedule? Again, you know, renting out a picnic shelter, having a reunion there, having your wedding there. Is there any type mm -hmm. of timeline that the county has? Are you guys just waiting for the June 10th deadline? <laughs> I wish we had a solid timeline. We all wish we had a silent, solid time right. timeline to share. Uh, right. We are in a bit of a holding pattern right now. Um, we're hoping that after the dates in June, a little bit of a release uh, back to normal, we're hoping to gradually reopen things. Of course, we will follow any guidelines that are given to us to do it in a safe manner. So right. our it, it's going to look different, I would imagine, and it might uh, reopen in the same course that it shut down. We might, you know, outdoor features might open first, buildings might be last okay. or be limited to people. Our staff are meeting 
regularly right now to see what can we do when we reopen to meet the needs of the people and also keep their health and safety at the forefront of anything that we do. So we're, we're waiting and we're planning and just uh, we will let people know as soon as we can. We can't wait to have everybody back in our parks and our programs on a normal basis. I know there are so many activities. I mean, we could probably talk for another 10, 15 minutes just on the activities that um, the county <laughs> offers at the parks, whether it be yeah. the July 4th celebrations or th- there's so many fun things, activities and there events are. that happen throughout the park. So I know everyone will be uh, looking forward to that um, when when the time comes. So with that being said, I just wanted to let everyone know that's listening that you will be joining me back again here, probably the beginning of summer. So we can talk about the future as far as summer camps, summer programs, you're going to be giving some updates, maybe clarifying um, the, the summer programs and the summer camps. So listeners can listen for that, hopefully the beginning of June. And I really appreciate you taking some time to talk with me today, Pam, about all the great parks that Henrico County has. And I know that um, we are staying safe now by following the rules. But all of us are very much looking forward to getting back out there and enjoying every activity and every event that the county offers. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Look forward to having some updates in the near future. And uh, we're on social media. We have a website. We're updating things virtually right now. So everybody can stay in touch with us that way. Right. That's great. Great. That's uh, good to keep in mind. Thank you so much, Pam, and I appreciate it. Thanks for your time. You're welcome. And next, I am happy to welcome a local mom, Jennifer. Her daughter, Kelly, was a high school senior at Godwin, and her daughter and family have decided to focus on all the positives, despite not having an actual graduation in June. So welcome. Thank you for joining me today, Jennifer. Thank you for having me, Tara. So first, I think we should go back a little bit. Take us back to the last day of school, which oddly enough, it was Friday, March 13th. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So just take us back for a couple minutes, um, how that last day of school went, and then you can just ease into you know, all the news after the two-week period was over, the announcement came that school was not returning at all. Right. So if you'd like to go ahead and just share from from your perspective. Yeah, absolutely. So, yep, the uh, last official day of school at Godwin was March 13th, Friday, March 13th, coincidentally. <laughs> um, right, I know. Um, my daughter went to school that day, um, and I think when they came home, you know, leading into that day, you had heard the news stories all week long and kind of got a general feel for what might go down in each state and how each state might treat um, their teaching with uh, the COVID-19 responses. So we kind of knew that something was coming. Um, and then I think probably the day before um, or a few days before, um, our principal, who keeps us well, well, well informed um, as parents for Godwin, she sent out an email saying, hey, Friday the 13th is going to be the last day um, of classes in school. And then we're going to send you guys emails and emails of here's how you'll log on 
um, through all of the apps um, and all the programs that you guys have on your computers. And here's how you, we're going to structure you guys getting some work done um, before we hit spring break. And so right. we thought, you know, that's, this is the way it's going to happen. This is the way it's going to be for a few weeks. Um, nobody ever thought, she never thought, and I don't think the other kids in school thought we're not no. going back to school this year. Um, no, I don't think so either. No. And so when she came home, everything's fine. And then we get the email that says, you know, school is officially online starting on like Monday or Tuesday. And I think they started on a Tuesday the next week because they had to give the teachers, bless their hearts. I know. They had to give the teachers time to, to kind of get together. They had such a short runway to pull right. together all of the learning and, and the how to's for how they're going to conduct all of their classes with all of their students. And it was just, they weren't, we were ill prepared for this. I think probably as a school system, as well as right. all the other school systems in the country, I bet. Right. Um, we're just ill prepared for going completely virtual with learning. Um, so fast. So they had a day or two, I think, to get it together. Um, and then, um, when the teaching instructions rolled out that next week, um, my daughter was, you know, doing some online, um, classes and doing it virtually and everything was great. Um, and then they sent separate communications out that said, Hey, if you're a senior, um, your counselors are going to review your, you know, credits and make sure that you have everything you need for graduation and, and you'll have the opportunity to, um, better your grades. Um, but you have between now and gosh, I think it was like now and April 24th to work on improving your grades, um, for your senior year. So she got all her work done. Um, and then they went on spring break. So there was no virtual learning for a week. Um, and then coming back from spring break, she had a couple more assignments to do. And then really it was, it was nothing. It was not much for her to do because she's a senior and she had already met right. all the criteria to graduate. Um, so then it was a matter of, Two Fridays ago, her guidance counselor emailing her and saying, congratulations, you've officially graduated with an advanced <laughs> diploma because you've met all your credits and your criteria and all of that good stuff. That's um, wonderful. So the virtual graduation via email was interesting, you know, because you don't have all the pomp and circumstance that you would have from a normal graduation ceremony, which no. is what they're going to miss potentially. Right. So I know Godwin is trying to figure out how to do a graduation for them uh, and right. when. But nobody knows because everything with this COVID is up in the air. It um, is. Yeah. Social distancing and all that. You, you just don't know what, how long it's going to be before everybody can get together to celebrate the kids. So um, my daughter took the news well. Um, she's pretty well adjusted. She took the That's news good. well. Um, she was a little disappointed that they weren't going to have prom because she had already picked out her prom dress. Right. Um, and Probably then, like a lot of yeah seniors. By yeah. the time you get to the middle of March. You probably already have, and you're already oh, thinking yeah. of prom you're for sure. Definitely already as a senior girl, probably more so thinking yes. about prom like earlier right. in the year for sure. Um, and talking about it and getting, you know, what you want to try on dresses and blah, 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 blah. So, right. um, yeah, she has the dress, um, and she wasn't too disappointed there wasn't going to be a prom. I mean, there were no tears. There was just like, oh man, I really wish, you know, that we right. could have a prom. I really wish that we could graduate and walk, you know, across the stage, um, because she was accepted to Christopher Newport, um, for the incoming fall semester. So she will be going to college. That's great. Um, Congratulations. That's wonderful. Well, thank you. She's so excited. So that next step of her life really kind of put her in a good spot for what was ending now in such an abrupt, strange 
way. Right. I think, um, because she's very excited about going to school. So my husband and I said, we're getting ready to move also coincidentally at the end of May, <laughs> um, to a new house. <laughs> as you have a lot going on. Enough. I know. That's okay. As it's as a it's good, not enough. <laughs> it's a good distraction. These are all positives. These are all yeah, positives. Yeah, absolutely. So we're moving. Um, and with that move will come the opportunity for us to throw her a prom, like a smaller prom, obviously not the whole school, right? So a bunch of close friends, family members, kind of like a, maybe like not an anti-prom, but like a, like a pseudo prom, but she'll be, she'll be dressed to the nines. Her date will be dressed to the nines. That's Um, nice. I love that. And we're just going to, you know, decorate like outside with some tree lights, like string lights between trees and do like a red carpet and we will get it all. fine. Fancy oh, you guys, fun. you guys have already started preparing. It sounds like oh, for, yeah. for all the changes you're already there. It seems yep. like you guys are like, I so see you're embracing all the changes and really your family has chosen to put a positive spin on this. Yeah, and absolutely. The move and the prom, no prom getting canceled graduation. Yeah. So you're really going to have like three parties. You're going to have a, um, <laughs> you're really going to have three parties in one. Yeah, basically. I mean, so, but I think, I think that also speaks to, um, you know, the uncertainty of where we're all at as a, as a country, as a community. Right. Um, and I think it, it's, it's, it's a really weird, rough spot. Unlike any that we've encountered in our lifetime, probably even to, to be in, um, so you just have to kind of roll with the punches because you, do. you have no control over this. Like, right. I, you know, I remember telling Kelly, like, she's a little disappointed that she wasn't going to get to see the rest of her friends, you know, go, go back to school and, you know, see her friends mm-hmm. for the rest of the year and things like that. And I said, it's okay, honey. Like you can't, you have to understand this is not something that I did. This is not something that you did. This is right. just an unfortunate time that we're in with having a global pandemic going on. And having to socially distance ourselves from people. So it's way out of our control, way out of everybody's control. So you kind of had to roll with the punches. Of course. Yeah. 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 I mean, it it is, it is, a you know, if you think back, like you said, they didn't know that March 13th was their last day. So they really didn't get to say goodbye. They didn't get the closure. They were just kind of pushed into yeah. into the new life. And, um, the fact that she is able to focus on getting into Christopher Newport and then you guys are going to do something fun when you move. Yeah. So that's, that's really great. That's, that's good as a family that you've able to just kind of move on from what could have been and what would have been and yeah. what you're so-called missing. You're just right. creating something new. And I think that's great. And I know not every family probably can do that. Um, right. And it's, it's right. probably there. People are in a really hard spot, but we had to look to the positive because yes. I mean, it, we're not going to, we're not just going to sit around and, and think negatively and get depressed right. and upset. Like we want to move on. She wants to move on to this next chapter yes. of her life. Like my heart goes out to absolutely all of the kids in every level, in every school across the country, because they really didn't get time to say goodbye to their friends and the kids that right. are transitioning from elementary to middle, middle to high school. It's a, it's a rough time um, transitioning anyway. And then you it get is. thrown into this craziness and it's even stranger. Like nobody knows what, what's going to happen in the fall and if they're going to go is. back or if it's going to be online. And so it's just a very strange. My heart goes out to all the kids. My heart goes out to all the teachers for 
bless them for trying to prep to do this virtual learning and so fast because we were so hideously unprepared. So, right. Um, and all the parents and all the parents now that have to, you know, beat the teachers basically with the kids. Like we, we don't know how to do that. Like, unless you were, unless you went to college for teaching and you know how to be a teacher. We have right. no idea. <laughs> we're so, yeah. all learning as we're going, not just yes. students, not just parents, you know, teachers as well. And, you know, this is also something that I think we can all take from you sharing uh, what your family has decided to do for your daughter, even yep. though, you know, it's not the traditional way of celebrating. You're still finding a way to celebrate her, her of accomplishments, course. the fact that. She was in, you know, honors classes and she's accepted to Christopher Newport. They're all, uh, you know, celebrations and they are just going to be celebrated in a different way. Just in a different way. And just in a different way. You should keep that email that got printed out saying, congratulations, your daughter Kelly has graduated. That's, that'll be something. You know, I will. I have a scrapbook (laughs) for her for every year from school. Um, That's wonderful. Every year in school where I keep her, you know, all the pertinent stuff to that year in school grades and things like that. So it's definitely along with like some clippings of COVID-19, because if you think about it, this generation of kids that are graduating now are the generation of kids that were likely born in the September 11th aftermath. So not only were these kids born into some, you know, serious, serious happenings in this world, in this country, um, but now they get faced with a global pandemic. So they can't graduate high school in the way that they would have been, they would have loved to, they would have been accustomed to. So it's only onward and upward for these kids. I think it's going to be a great story for them to tell their kids and their grandchildren um, about resiliency yeah. and about strength um, yes. and about community. So I'm, I'm excited. She's excited. I'm excited. That's great to hear. Better. That's yep. great. Well, congratulations to your family. It's really a family occasion and to your daughter, Kelly. And I really appreciate you taking some time to share your story and your daughter's accomplishments. Thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate it, Jennifer. Absolutely. Thanks, Tara. Whether you take some time to enjoy our local parks, take a walk around your neighborhood, share some family stories, it's not about the actual gift you will receive. It is really all about the gift of time. And my outlook is the pandemic has given us all time. Take the day to make memories, not just for you, but for your children too. Enjoy your day. Happy Mother's Day. Monday Moms is a production of T3 Media, LLC, and the Henrico Citizen. New episodes appear every Monday on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe today. For more sponsorship information, email Tara Gray at tara at henricocitizen.com.